Okay, so first of all, big shkayach to Ari here for sponsoring the breakfast. Morning this morning. Yeah. 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 In honor of the yard of your father, what was what's his name? Shmuel Yishai Ben Zev and uh, your grandfather. Rachel Bas Shmuel. Rachel Bas Shmuel. And Zev Ben Yosef. Zev Ben Yosef. Well, then Shem and with that, Shev Habracha Metzlacha Shekam to them, to you, to all Mishpacha, to all Klai Yisrael. So it is Rish Chaydesh, and it's, it's a little bit late, so I want to make this a little bit shorter than usual. Um, but I also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also I, I, I don't, I don't want to change like the tzur of what we usually do Sunday morning. Sunday morning is usually like inside, like a little bit more textual learning, so I want to try to do that, but focus in on the time that we're in right now. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of a, what, I, what I want to do for the next few minutes. So I want to do one of my favorite things in the world, which is to show... How how the secrets of Torah, how the Kisveri and so on, are not only amazing in their own right, but they also, they also answer a lot of questions in Nigla. There's a lot of things, sort of brick walls that you hit, even in Halacha, and it's sort of like, okay, you know, so you leave Tzarechian, you know, unanswered questions, things that you can't, you don't, that without Pnei Mesetara, you don't have the, you know, the tools to even begin to, to answer. So I want to give an example of such a thing, a top a sugya that's relevant to the time that we're in right now, that I think could only really be explained with Pnei Satar as well. Okay, so we know that we're counting the Sphira. It's called Sphira Saimer. So we know that the... What, what, is, what is the Oimer? We're counting two from the Oimer. What is the Oimer? So, very simple. We know that uh, there's all different types of Karbanas that were brought in the base of Migdash. Animals that were sacrificed. Grains that were sacrificed as well. So the Oimer was a flower offering, was a grain offering, a mincha, that was unique. It was brought in this, by, on behalf of the Jewish people. It wasn't a private one. It was, it was Klai Yisrael. It was brought in the second day of Pesach, right? Eretz Yisrael. It's the first day of Chalamoy. Uh, and it was brought, what was unique, there's a few things that are unique to it. It was, a, it was an offering that was made of barley, which is very unique. Not too many other karbanas that were made from barley. Most of them are wheat. It was made of, uh, made of barley. That's the minchas ha'aymer. And the Pasik says, so you bring that mincha on the second day of Pesach, and you begin to count 50 days. You count 49 days, and then on day 50, that's Chag HaShuas, that's the Yantav of Shuas. It's the, the mincha of the Oymer. Okay, so let's investigate a little bit uh, what, the, like, what this mincha is, is about. Like, we're, like, what, what's the deal with this mincha? So you'll, see, you'll see what I mean. But let's, the way we're going to do that is by investigating uh, another halacha. So it looks like this. Again, this is a topic that I, I, I think I spoke about this at some point. At some point, when maybe in Sefer Mitzvahs we talked about this myth. So we know that, listen, there's a, Karbanis have to be brought in the Beis HaMikdash by Kahanim, right? So you have all the Kahanim, the Levim also participate in the Avoida. But you have Kanai Nora, thousands of Kahanim, thousands of Levim. How do, you, how do you figure out who does what, who does when? So we know that the, the Chazal tell us that already from Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a system of Mishmaras of watches that were set up. In other words, the Kahanim were divided up into, eventually would have develop, developed into 24 different, different shifts, different uh, mishmaris, they're called. And throughout the whole year, if you were part of that particular, particular every, you know, let's say there's a few families, seven families per mishmar, one family per day of, the, of that particular week, and that's how the rotation would go. So if you, uh, a person is uh, going, uh, part of the, the mishpachas Goldstein or whatever, or whatever the case may be, and your particular family, your particular mishmar, is to work in the Beis HaMikdash on Chav Dalet, Chav Dalet Teves. Okay, so now you work in the Beis HaMikdash, Chav Dalet Teves. All sacrifices that are brought, 
in the base of Migdash that day are your responsibility. You do it. No other kind can just show up and say, I want to do Vavayda. You're not Goldstein and it's not your day. So you have your, you have your right. That's your right and your responsibility to be of the Karbanas at that particular day. Not only is it in terms of your responsibility to sacrifice those karbanas, but all the benefits that come from sacrificing a carbon, let's say the, the, the skins that come from the animal, right? Or certain parts of the animal that the kahanim were able to eat, that's also divided up amongst those that, that sacrificed it. So it's all within that family, that mishvah. Okay. With that being said, in Maramukka number one, there's a pasuk in Sefer Dvarim. Okay. Now, if you just read this pasuk again, I don't know how the guy would to read this. It doesn't. It's like without Tarsh Balpeh, the pasuk is mamish, mamish meaningless. But let me re- go through the pasuk, and we'll go through it the way Tarsh Balpeh determines it. This pasuk in Sefer Dvarim is telling us a chiddush that this entire system of mishmaras of having certain families and designated days. It's your day. You have to bring the carbon, and you get the particular pieces of those carbonists and so on. And no other kind could just come and take your slot. That's true for every single day of the year, except for Yom Taivim. When it comes to Yom Taivim, by the Shalosh Regalim, right? Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, where all of Klai Yisrael are visiting the base of Nigdash, then any Kayan that wants has a right to say, I also want to participate in the Avaidah of this particular day. That's the, that's the Allah. Now, to clarify, that's not only true for Yom Taivim. So in other words, if you, if you imagine, like on Yom Taivim, it means that now you have... In, in, Listen, not every client has to participate. You don't have to participate. But if you want to, you have the right to throw your hat in the ring. Which means that now they would use, the system of Gairolis, they would have to implement on Yontif, would be much more complicated, much more people. So not only is this true on Yontif, but more specifically, it's specific to Karbonus of Yontif. So for example, uh, you know, on Sukkot, right? So there's certain Karbonus that you're bringing because it's Sukkot. But there's other Karbonus that you're bringing because it's Tuesday, Right? So, uh, for example, you bring a carbon tamid. Every single day you bring a carbon tamid in the morning in the Besam Megdash. That's true uh, every Tuesday. That Tuesday could also be a sukkis. And then on that same Tuesday, besides it being just Tuesday, it's also sukkis. So you bring a certain carbonus of musaf, unique, because it's sukkis. So this halacha, as we're going to see, this halacha, that what? That any client has the right to participate in the Avaidah on Yontif, not just on Yontif, but Yontif, and specifically the carbonus of Yontif. Okay, and this is all in, interpreted how the uh, how the Gemara interprets this pasuk. So let's read it together. It says in pasuk, When a Levi, Chazal interpret it mean really means a kain. Sometimes you find this that the Torah says Levi, but it really means a kain. Kanim or Levim too. If a Levi comes from one of the cities of, of Eretz Yisrael, we call Yisrael from any cities. In other words, he's not necessarily Goldstein, and it's not Chavdal Tevis. You know, it's, it's uh, whatever it is. He happens to be a kain. Asher Garsham for every city he lives in. He's, he has the right to come with anything he wants. And as he has the right to come to the place of the Beis HaMikdash. And he has the right, if, that, if, if he so desires, he has the right to work in the Beis HaMikdash. Like any other of the Kahanim, who are there as well. Now, the reason, uh, 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 the reason how Chazal knew that this Pasuk is talking about specifically Yantif is because when the Pasuk begins, from one of your gates. Chazal said, it's a little bit of an extra Pasuk. Just, if, a, if a kind comes from, from Kal Yisrael, wherever he comes from. So Chazal understood, is hinting that this is applicable only at a time where all of Kal Yisrael are coming into one gate. In other words, the time of Shalash Regalim, world of Klai Yisrael coming to Yerushalayim to be Eilu Regal, at that time, 
we're now amongst the pilgrim, pilgrims, our kahanim, if they want to work in the base of Middash that particular day, then they have the right to do so. Chelek kechelek yechelu. The Pasuk then continues, besides working in the Beis HaMikdash, they also have the right to eat of the, you know, of the karbanis that were sacrificed in the Beis HaMikdash. Besides the daily karbanis and the things that were done, you know, because it happens to be a Tuesday, that is still divided up amongst the watches and amongst the mishmaras. But if it's yontif, and specifically yontif karbanis, then they have the right to, uh, to uh, throw their head in the ring. That's the that's the law. Now, so the, it'll be it has to be organized, but uh, but theoretically they have the right to do that. Now there is we're going to see in a second. There is one exception to this. There is one non carbon non yontif carbon that still every claim has the right to participate in, even though it's not a yontif carbon, and that is the lechem the Lechem Apana, we know the Pasa, it's, it's one of the Avaitis of the Beis Amikdash, is that every Shabbos, 12 breads were baked, a little before Shabbos, and, then, and on Shabbos, the Avaita was, it was, it was placed on the Shulchan, right, on the table inside the Beis Amikdash. And then the following Shabbos, those 12 breads from the last week were then divided up amongst the Kahanim. Now, usually it's divided amongst the Kahanim that are working that particular Shabbos. But the Gemara understands that, that the, the end of this Pasuk of Chelek Kechelek Yechelu, that the Kahanim also have the right to eat of the Karbanis brought in that day. The Gemara has a hard time, it's Gemara in Sukkah, the Gemara says, what is that Pasuk adding? Like, yes, once you work, one, whatever Karbanis you work on, automatically you have the right to eat that. So what is the Pasuk adding by talking about something that the Kahanim have a right to eat on, on Yantif? So the Gemara understands that this is talking about a specific type of carbon that all there is on that particular day is just eating. That's all there is. See, every other carbon you eat after you do after you sacrifice. The only thing that 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 there is something that you're eating without doing anything is lechem aponim. The lechem aponim is just simply it's there on Shabbos. Now you eat it. So this is the exception to the rule. So again, here's the the breakdown of the halachas. Again, the average day, if you're if 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 if, if today is your slot then you have the responsibility of sacrificing the karbanas that day, and you have the benefit of, of benefiting from those karbanas that you've sacrificed. If it's a yontif, if it's one of the shalash regalim, then all kahanim theoretically have the right, what, to, to participate in the avoid of sacrificing the karbanas of yontif. And as well, they have the right to participate in eating the lechem apanim. Even the lechem apanim is not a yontif Indian, it's a regular Shabbos thing. That's the exception to the rule that lechem upon they could also participate. Okay, that's that's. Now all this is contained in the Mishnah in Masechah Sukkah. It's clear. Everyone got. Everyone got it. Okay. So in Marmokin number two, the Mishnah Masechah Sukkah sort of just says everything we just we just said. B'shloisha parak and Mashana says the Mishnah. There are three times in the year. Ha'yikol hamishmaris shavas that all watches all uh, different groupings of kahanim. Everyone's the same. Everyone has the same equal rights to work in the base of Migdash. The emuri haragolim specifically for karbanas that are being sacrificed because of yantif, and in terms of dividing up the lechem him, even though it's not a yantif carbon. So that's the, what the Mishnah says. And those are the, what are the three times? Again, that's Pesach, Shavuz, and Sukkot. That's the, the Shosh Regal. Mishmar Shazman Kavua, but this is all when it comes to yantif dekah karbanas, or the exception being lechem him. But, but when it comes to the karbanas that were brought privately, or non-yantif karbanas, then Mishmash was Manikavua, then then the Mishmaris, the dividing, you know, the different groupings of is still in place. So the Mishmar that is the particular day of, of that of that Yantif, Makrav Tamidim, 
they'll still be the ones that are only the ones allowed to bring the Tomid of that particular day because it's not a Yontif carbon. Or Nadarma Nadavis, let's say an average person just wants to bring a voluntary carbon, it's not a Yontif, not a Yontif carbon, he's bringing his own Nadar or Nadava. So then only that Mishmar brings that. And Vesharka Banasibar Umakavisakal. So that's the Mishnah says. Okay. So questions like this What about the Minchas Ha'aymer? What about the Aymer? The Aymer, again, is, it's no different than any other carbon. It has to be sacrificed. Number one, someone's got to do it, right? And there's leftovers of that flour, of that uh, barley flour that has to be baked into matzahs and so on, and the Kahanim have to eat it. So is that, so again, when was it brought? It was brought on Pesach. It was brought on Pesach. It was brought on the second day of Pesach. And that's the only time it's brought. So is that a yontif carbon? Or is that a non-yontif carbon? The nafkamina, the difference being, is this case. Who has the right to bring the minchas oimer? And who has the right to eat the minchas oimer? Is it davka that mishmar of that particular day that falls out, on, you know, that the second day Pesach falls out on? Or is it no? It's, a, it's being brought on yontif. So the whole, uh, all of Kahanim have the right to do so. Now, if you ask me, I would say, if, it's, if, the, if this mincha is specific, the only one time in the entire year that you bring it, and that's on Pesach, and that's when the Torah says to bring it. Then that, that's, that's a yont of carbon. That's a yont of carbon. So there's a yont of carbon that's called a carbon Pesach, you know. There's a yont of carbon that's called uh, the Musaf of Sukkis. And there's a yont of carbon that's called the Minchas Aymer. It's a yont of carbon. That's the only time you're bringing it. Again, the, the, the carbon Tamid, for example, that's brought every single day, including, pay, including Yom Tavim, but that's not a specific yont of carbon. Minchas Aymer is a yont of carbon. There's no other day besides yont of that you bring it. And in fact, this is the shita of a number of Rishainim, that the Minchas Aymer is a yont of carbon, and because of that, every, every kind has the right to participate or to put their, their name in the, in the, in the, in the pot if, if they so choose. Take a look at Maramukha number three. It's a Gemara in Yuma, Lama Tesamet Aleph. The Gemara says, it's a, it's a, it's a well-known the Gemara. The Gemara says, V'nishtal Chabrach, it's talking about one of the differences between um, Shimon HaTzadik was the Kain Gadol in the second base of Migdash for 80 years. So the Gemara was talking about that when he was the Kain Gadol, it was big tzaddik, when he, Shimon tzaddik, when he was uh, the Kain Gadol, so there was a lot of miracles going on. And once he passed away, miracles, uh, it was much less miracles. So one of the miracles that was during the time of Shimon tzaddik, says the Gemara is Nishtal Chabracha, that a blessing was, was imbued in the Oimer, Ubishteh Lechem, which was uh, the two loaves of bread, that was a special carbon for Shavuos. And the showbread that was brought every single Shabbos. Meaning that even if you only had a little piece of any of these karbonas, you'll be able to be full even from a little tiny piece. That's what the Gemara says. So the Oimer had this blessing, Lechem upon him, uh, has this blessing, and the Shtei Lechem of Shavuos also have this blessing. Says the Taisus Rid. The Taisus Rid on, on the Gemara Yuman, Marmok number 4, says that the truth is you should know, this blessing that the food of the Beis HaMikdash would satiate, even if it's only a little bit, the truth is that was for everything. Every food that was eaten in the Beis HaMikdash had that blessing. Why does the Gemara single out these particular sacrifices of the Oimer and the Lechem Aponim and the Shtei Lechem? Nakad Hani, says the Taisus the reason why we're singling out these is because because not only, because these were also Karbanis where the, where the miracle was double. The mir- not only if you ate a, a good handful of these things would you become full. These karbanas, says the Taisus Rid, were, are, are yontif karbanas. The Oimer is a yontif carbon, it's born on the second day of Pesach. The Shtei Lechem is a yontif carbon, it's born on Shavuos. The Lechem Aponim is the exception to the rule. Even though it's not a yontif carbon, it's still divided amongst all the Kahanim if, it, if Shabbos falls out on yontif. 
which means that these unique carbonas, every single client can mamish be getting a tiny little crumb. And even if you get a tiny little crumb, it would still say, it would still satiate you. So says it says here, that's why we're pulling out these these carbonas. Because these carbonas were divided amongst all the kahanim. And even though it was divided amongst all the kahanim, the oimer, the shteilechem, the lechem abonim, there was enough for everyone to go around, and whatever you got, you were able to be satiated. So it's clear from the Taisus Rid that one of these three carbonas which were mentioned in the Gemara Yuma is the oimer. And he's saying that the oimer was divided amongst all the kahanim. Why? Because again, Pasha, because it's a yantav dikkah carbon. It's a yantav dikkah carbon. It's brought on the second day of Pesach, alone. That's the only time it's brought. It's a yantav dikkah carbon. If it's yantav carbon, all kahanim have a right to participate in it. And even though every kind is participating, which means that everyone's getting mamish a little tiny piece, afalpikin, they'll be satiated. Okay. The problem is the Ram. Okay? Usually that's how it goes. The Ram causes the problems, but then when you chop, like the Ram is pashat, right? And then everyone else is the problem. So we'll see. So it's like this. Take a look at Maramukh number five. Okay? Again, we're, we're following so far. Again, the Oimer, again, if the Oimer is a carbon that's brought on one day and one day alone, and that is Yontif, then obviously it's a Yontif carbon. What else is there to say? It's a Yontif carbon. And if it's a Yontif carbon, it means it falls under this rule that all the Kahanim should be able to have a right to throw their hat in the ring to, to bring it and to eat it. Yeah? Let's just say a Chatas, right? Chatas yeah. is done after an Avera. Yeah. So let's say one does an aver on yontif itself. That means it could only be done. No, so that'll still be a private. That, that's still a non-yontif carbon. It happens to be it's on yontif, but it's not a yontif carbon. It's not being obligated because of yontif. Mm-hmm. It's being obligated because this guy didn't have aver and he has to bring it. it happens to be it's yontif, mm-hmm. but it's not the, the yontif is not compelling you to bring this sacrifice. But the oimer the yontif is compelling you to bring the sacrifice. The, the reason why you're bringing it is because it's uh, because it's yontif. That's the Torah said to bring it. There's no other reason to think. There's no reason to think otherwise. Okay, listen to what the Rambam says in Hilchas Kleya Mikdash. Okay, so the Rambam in Hilchas Kleya Mikdash in the fourth chapter in Parakdal Lachadalit is talking about this idea we just we were, that we're talking about that all Kahanim have a right to participate in the Karbanis of Yantif. Says the Rambam, Mitzvahs I say it's one of the mitzvahs. Lias Kol Hamishmaris Shavim Bergon. It's a mitzvah I say for all the Kahanim to have equal rights when it comes to Yantif. The Kol Shayavim in a Kahanim Beregel. And any kind that comes to the base of Mikdash on Yantif, and he wants to do the Avaida, Ayvid, he has the right to do so. The Chalak Imam, and, he, and, he, and the, the Karbanas are divided up amongst him as well. So that's, that's what we saw. They like we don't tell him, we don't tell him, wait until your own slot. If it's Yantif, every kind has the right to do so. But Med, says the Rambam, when is that true? Berkabanas are That's true when it comes to the Yantif Karbanas. And including in that is also dividing up the lechem upon him, as we said. And also dividing up the two breads that were sacrificed on, on Shavuos, also the shtei lechem. But private karbonis, or, or karbonis that are not yontiftik, they're not brought, only the mishmar of that particular day brings it, and it's not the right to, any, to every kind. Here's the problem. Once the Rambam started... The Rambam went be listen in, in the second in the third in the third line in when the Rambam said more when is this halacha said for kabbanas ragal when it comes to the kabbanas of yantif once you say that okay then that's vague what's kabbanas yantif whatever you know we'll figure out what kabbanas of yantif are and the Rambam then goes on to say the exception to the rule which is lechem apanim so far so good but then the Rambam specifies ubechilik shtei he goes out of his way to enumerate a non-animal sacrifice that's a yontif carbon. 
In other words, what's clear from the Rambam is, is that when he said the original words, that this halacha applies to the karbanis of Yantif, what he meant is animal karbanis. And then he's going on to talk about non-animal karbanis that are also, that this halacha applies, which is lechem upon him, and the shteya lechem of atzeres. So the question is, if the Rambam is getting so specific, and he's saying that this halacha applies to Yontif Karbanas. What do I mean by Yontif Karbanas? Well, if it's animal Karbanas or even non-animal Karbanas. And, and he specifies what's a non-animal Karban, what's a flour Karban, a Yontif flour Karban, which is the two loaves of bread that were offered on Shavuos. Why not mention the Oymer? See, on the Mishnah, in Marmokka number two, the Mishnah, you can't ask such a question because the Mishnah wasn't getting into specifics. The Mishnah just said all sacrifices of Yontif. So in that, you can say the Minchas Oimer is also included, just as the, just as once, just as the two breads of, of Shavuos are also included. But once the Rambam is interested in being more specific, and the Rambam is now telling us, I want to tell you specifically what's an example of, of Karbanis of Yantav. And he says animal Karbanis and non-animal Karbanis, such as the two loaves of Shavuos. Well, once you're getting specific and you're giving me examples of non-animal karbanas that are yontif karbanas, then why are you stopping at the two loaves of shuas? What about the minchas oimer? This is in fact a question that the Mepharshim asked in the Rambam, and it would sound from the Rambam, the fact that he is not mentioning the minchas oimer as an example of a flower offering that's a yontif karban, it sounds like, according to the Rambam, it's not a yontif karban. It's not a yontif karban. More than that, if you take a look at, Mar- let's skip to six, go to Maramaka number seven. In Hilchas Timidim and Musaf, and the Rambam over there in Hilchas Timidim Musaf is talking about how the Minchas Omer was sacrificed. So it's a whole long thing the Rambam goes with every it's in great detail how it was how it was ground up and, and how it was made and, and the whole process. And then at the end, the Koimitz, so the Rambam says you sacrifice it like usual flower offerings, which means that you take a fistful of flour and you burn it on the Mizbeach, Umaktir. And the rest of the Oimer is eaten by the Kahanim. No different than any other Mincha that's brought. Weekday. So the Rambam seems to say, and he's saying it specifically, that the Mincha Oimer was eaten like any usual Mincha that was brought in the base of English, which means to the Kahanim of that particular Mishma. Which means. Yeah. So that was. That, so that, no, that's a Yant of Karvin for sure. But it's a Musaf. Wait one second, what did you say? Oh, that's not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. The Aymer is Pesach, what do you mean? Why not? Why, why is it not a Karm Pesach? Say it again. Okay, slow. So, so it is on the first day of Yantif. The Musaf of, of Sukkis is throughout all seven days of Sukkis. The Musaf of Pesach is throughout all the, all the, the eight days. True, but you, but you already. No, it's like this. Who has. The, the, day four of Pesach. There's Karbani Musaf that are brought because of Pesach. Are those Yantif Karbanas? Yeah, okay, so clearly when we're defining a Yontif carbon, it doesn't have to be only the first day of Yontif. As long as these are carbonists that are being compelled to bring it because of Yontif, that's called the Yontif carbon. So Mincha so, Sa'aymer so so is a Yontif that's being brought, Davka on the second day of Pesach, and it's, it's, Yontif requires the Mincha Sa'aymer to be brought. So, here, yeah. so here, here, again, so what do we have so far? You have the Taisis Rid on one side saying, well, to me, it sounds pretty simple, says the Taisis Rid. When is the Minchas Omer brought? 
There's only one day of the entire year Mechus is brought, and that's Davka on Pesach. So guess what? It's a Pesach carbon. If it's a Pesach carbon, it means every kind has the right to participate. Says the Rambam, no, 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 what are you talking about Pesach carbon? It's a, it happens to be, it's a Tuesday, it's a Tuesday. It's not a Pesach carbon. How's it not a Pesach carbon? That's the only time you bring it, it's a Pesach. That's the only time you bring it. Carbon. Why not? Because it's only one Yantaf out of three. So it's true. But, uh, we, so it, it is true that it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not something that you find on Shavuos and Sukkot as well, but it doesn't say that in the halach that it has to be something that is common to all Karbanas. Give an example. The, the, the Musaf of, of Sukkot is different than the Musaf of Pesach. So it's not, there, there are unique Karbanas. The the two loaves that are brought on Shavuos are only brought on Shavuos. And that for sure is a yant of carbon. So you see, it doesn't have to be, to define something as a yant of carbon, it doesn't have to be something that's true on every yant of it doesn't have to be something that's true only on the first day of Yontif. If this is a sacrifice which, is compelled, which we're compelled to bring because of Yontif, then that means it's a Yontif carbon. And so why are we bringing the Aymer? No, because it's, because it's Pesach. That's, that's, that's the only time we're bringing it. Okay, so, so let me explain. So some of you guys were hinting to this. Here's the Nakuda. When you count Sviris Aymer, so we dive into Sviris. So what's the Nusuf? What do we say? Hayyim, Yayim, whatever it is. La Aymer. La Aymer. And Ashkenazim, the Ramah Paskins to say, Ba'aymer. By the way, Agav, it's interesting. Who celebrates Lag Ba'aymer mostly? Chassidim and Svaradim. So why do we call Lag Ba'aymer? We should call Lag Le'aymer. Right? So Ashkenazim that don't celebrate Lag Ba'aymer, they should call it Lag Ba'aymer. No? So the truth is, they asked the, they asked the, the, the Tzadikim. Yeah, oh, very good. Interesting. There you go. So they asked one of the Tzadikim this. So one of the Tzadikim said the reason is, is because the Lagbam is not only the Yartzad of Rav Shimon, it's also the Yartzad of the Ramah. Talk in, in, in Poland, uh, the minute was, they couldn't get there to Israel for Lagbam. So they would go to the Ramah's uh, kever to celebrate Lagbam. So they'll cover the Ramah, the Pastin's bit, so the minute gets to call Lagbam. Let me ask you something. What does the word mean when we say le'aymer? Or versus be'aymer? So the, the simple pshat is what? You bring the aymer on the second day of Pesach, and now you start counting. So you're counting. This is day four since the aymer. This is day four towards the aymer, right? This is day five to the aymer. The aymer meaning is the carbon number that was born on the second day of Pesach, and now we're 14, 14 15 days to the aymer. That's the word, the le'aymer. That's what le'aymer means too. You know, it's like, I see the aymer from a distance. That aymer is on the second day of Pesach. I'm now 15 days away from it. Le'aymer. What does it mean, hayayim chamish asar yayim, today is the 15th day, be'aymer? What do you mean, in the aymer? What does it mean, in the aymer? What does it mean? What does it mean? It's a simple touch. The answer is, what you see from that nusach, and I'm not saying that that's a machlag, it's between these nuschais, but what you see from that nusach is, is that the Minchas HaOimer is not a carbon of the second day of Pesach. See, if the Mincha of the Oimer was a Mincha of the second day of Pesach, then it doesn't make any sense to count the Be'oimer. The answer is, it's true. It's a Mincha that was being offered on the second day of Pesach, but it's a sacrifice that's being offered on behalf of this entire time period that begins from the second day of Pesach that brings you till Shavuos. And we are in the 15th day Be'aymer, within that time period that the Aymer is being sacrificed for. That's the simple type of, the, of, of what it means when you're counting Be'aymer. Even if we count Le'aymer, we're not disagreeing with that, with that premise. We're just saying Le'aymer because that's practically when it was offered as, as in the second day of Pesach. But the Nusach of, that, that the Ramah Paskins, that Nusach of Be'aymer tells us 
that the Omer is not a carbon which was brought because it's the second day of Pesach. The Omer was brought on the second day of Pesach because that is the beginning of a time period that it is, enca- that is encapsulating, that, is, that, it, that it is sort of bringing under its auspices, which is the second day of Pesach, till Shavuos. When you look at that time period, is that a Yontif? No, it's not a Yontif. It's, it's predominantly not Yontif. Yes, it happens to be that the beginning, the, the, the first, you know, the first beginning of that time period is the second day of Pesach. But it's not the Shalosh Ragolim. When's the Shalosh Ragolim? Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot. The weeks in between Pesach and Shavuos are not the Shalosh Ragolim. So says the Rambam, don't look at it, why are you being so simple-minded? Don't, don't, don't look at, okay, the Omer is being brought on the second day of Pesach, okay, fine, so it's a Yantif carbon. It's not. That's not what the Omer is. The Omer, yes, it's being brought on the second day of Pesach, but when you count Sphere, you count, Ashkenaz, you count the Omer, which means that it's a carbon that's being brought on behalf of this time period between Pesach and Shavuos. That time period between Pesach and Shavuos is not a Yantif. So says the Rambam, the Omer is not a Yantif carbon. It's not a Yantif carbon. It's a carbon that's being brought on behalf of seven weeks that, uh, that, that bridge between Pesach and Shavuos. But it's not Yontif, it's not Shalosh Rabbalim. So because of that, says the Rambam, when they sacrificed the Omer, the only Kahanim that had the right to demand to sacrifice it were the Kahanim of that Mishmar. And the only Kahanim that had the right to demand to eat it were the Kahanim of that Mishmar. Because it's not a Yontif carbon. Again, if the carbon of the Omer was what was, we completely look at it as a second day Pesach, and that's, its entire universe is just a second day of Pesach, and that's a Yontif. It's being brought a Yontif, so there's no reason to think it's not Yontif. It's not a Yontif carbon. But once we understand, based on the Nusach of the Oimer, that the, yont- that the carbon Oimer is not, you can't look at it just as a second day Pesach carbon. This is, a, this is a carbon that's being brought on behalf of a time period that encompasses the vast majority <laughs> of that time period is not Yontif. So this is not a Yontif carbon. So that's the explanation, one second. That's why the Rambam holds, very, now the Rambam is very plush. It's very plush. Of course it's not a Yontif carbon. But now the problem is, what in the world is Taisirid talking about? So Taisirid is going to have like a fundamental machlai, like what's the carbon oimer? So if the carbon oimer is a carbon that's being brought on behalf of this time period between Pesach and Shavuos, this is not, a yont, this is not the Shal Shregolim. Pesach is Shal Shregolim. Shavuos is Shal Shregolim. What's in between Pesach and Shavuos is not Shal Shregolim. So if the oimer is being brought on behalf of this in-between time period, then why in the world does the Taisus Rid talk a hole that it's a yont of carbon? Why would it be divided amongst all the Kahana? Yeah. Is it possible to answer it, Frank, with Rose Toyer yesterday? What is the nucleus between Pesach and Shuas? Is it Pesach? Yeah. That that's uh, we're 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 to yeah. Yeah, the or, yes. No, the answer is yes. No, the answer is yes. No, that no, yeah, yes, the answer is yes. That's the answer. <laughs> no, 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 but let me. I'll explain. I'll explain. I'll explain. So, so what's so okay, fine. So Adkan, that that's as far as you could deal with Enigla because Enigla, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no way to explain Enigla how the Shalosh Regalim are beyond Pesach Shavuos and Sukkot. This time between Pesach and Shavuos is not Yontif. It's not Yontif. So the only way you can say is maybe that maybe that's what maybe 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 the Tzitzit disagrees with the Rambam on the whole premise. So maybe he holds that the Oimer is died. it's not on this time period, but then anyway, now, now you're talking about a huge uh, machlaikis, what the Oimer is. Isn't unlikely. Even Nigla is a machlaikis, and if Sphira's armor is really related to the Oimer. True. Yeah. True. But at the end of the day. Oh, so it's true. It's not the carbon, there's one carbon. It's not the Sphira that's a set. It's not. <laughs> 
Lemaisa, Lemaisa, from the Nusach of Be'oimer, which even the Rishonim that say that you should count Le'oimer, they don't start saying you're, you're fundamentally wrong when you say Be'oimer. Everyone, Halach Lemaisa, if you dive in Nusach Sfard and you count accidentally the right day, but you say Be'oimer, you're definitely Yaitze. There's no, there's no, it, it's not, this is not a fundamental issue. Like the, the Mishaburah even, even says, he says, most Achorinim say to say Le'oimer, say whatever, uh, whatever they do in the shul, that's what you do. It, it doesn't make a difference. If the difference between lit oimer and oimer is like this fundamental thing, what what is the carbon oimer about? Then that's a, that's a big deal. We we don't want to make such a big deal of it. So what's the aside of the Tzitzis? So the answer is this is where you need pimis atar. The Rizal reveals to us what is bchalal this time period that we're in right now. I spoke about this on the first days of Yantif a little bit, so there's like three of you that were there. <laughs> but, uh, so, but but so, what, what what is your What is your assignment? So the Rizal said like this. The reason revealed that how did Yitzhak Mitzrayim happen? Yitzhak Mitzrayim, let's understand very quickly, Yitzhak Mitzrayim wasn't just we were stuck in Egypt, and we have to get out of Egypt. For that to happen, Rabbi Shalom could have, uh, okay, so just leave, I finished. The, the, well, well, the problem with Mitzrayim wasn't just that we're physically in Egypt. The problem with Mitzrayim was is that we were mamish in Mitzrayim. Mamish, the tomb of Mitzrayim was enmeshed in Nishmas Yisrael to the point where you cannot, even spiritually, you cannot identify the difference between Nishmas Yisrael and Nishmas Mitzri. Moshe Rabbeinu himself, in the Pasuk, when he was, when he was escaping Parah and he goes to uh, the house of, 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 um, of Yisrael, he's called, when, when Yisrael asks his daughters, like, Why, what happened so, how did you get it happened so quickly? They call me Ish Mitzri. Such a thing? In Chumash, Moshe Rabbeinu is called an Ish Mitzri. Such a Mosig. It's called an Ish Mitzri. Means that the tomb of Mitzrayim was mamish and mesh. And the Rabbanu Shalom understood, whatever, however this works, that even though usually the way to get out of any, to, to, the way of growth is what? Tzavislach. Slowly, slowly, step by step. But the Rabbanu Shalom knew, it's an impossibility. Any level of light that I give to the Jewish people, said the Rabbanu Shalom, when they're in Mitzrayim, little rays of light is going to become lost in the unbelievable chayshech that they're submerged in. Therefore, the only eights the Rabbanu Shalom had was according to the language of the Arizal was to give Kala Yisrael immediately, instantaneously, Pesach night, godless. Not a little bit of ray of light to claw, claw your way out of the abyss slowly, slowly. But to, to instantaneously transform the Jewish people from what? From being a in Mitzrayim to be on the level of standing by our Sinai. Instantaneously. And when that godless Hanefesh so in other words, what happened Pesach night, what's really happened Pesach night, what happened Pesach night, is that the Rabbanu Shalom injected you with like growth hormones, like quickly, quickly, and, it's, and it was legal. So it was, it was, it was, it was, the Rabbanu Shalom mamish changed you from being a kadm shebiktanim, a small, tiny person spiritually, that's completely lost in whatever your Mitzrayim is. The whole thing of Pesach night is that instantaneously you transformed from a kadm shebiktanim to a gadol shebikdailim. And at that moment, the godless anefesh that's injected within you, Pesach night, allows there to be a breaking free of the clip of Mitzrayim, albeit for a day. Because now you're altogether a different person. But that was only, said the Rizal, that was only to get you started, to get you out of that crazy headspace that's called Mitzrayim. But now the Rabbanu what he wants you to do is to reacquire that light to reacquire that godless throughout the time period of Surah Simon. And this is what we find in the Kisviari and the Kavanas of the Rashash, is that every single day of Surah Simon, with all the Kavanas of Surah Simon, is a 49th of Pesach night. 
And literally, over the Sirius Oymer, you are rebuilding within yourself the infrastructure that you experienced instantaneously Pesach night. From the lens of Pnimi Satoira, Sirius Oymer is Pesach. It's Manish Pesach. It's not a separate thing that's bridging Pesach to Shavuos. Thus is Pesach. The whole inning that you, that you were given as a gift Pesach night is what you are literally reacquiring slowly but surely throughout Sirius Oymer. It is Pesach. So, when the t- so we have this mach like this. Everyone agrees, let's go with the, again, let's break it down. A yont of carbon, all kahanim have the right to participate. Aleph, Beis. The minchas oimer is a yont of, is a carbon that's being brought on behalf of this time period of spheres oimer. So therefore, because of that, says the Ramam, it's not a yont of carbon. Spheres is not a yont of. Pesach is a yont of. Shavuos is a yont of. Sukkot is a yont of. is not a yont of. Says the Taisis Rid, Avad it's a yont of. What do you mean, how's a yont of? In Pnimis, it's Mamish Yant, it's Mamish Pesach, it's one of the Shalosh Ragam, it's Mamish one of the Shalosh Ragam. Not on the outside, but on the inside, in Pnimis, it's Mamish Shalosh Ragam. And this is why the, it's the Rambam and the Tazir that have this disagreement. Everyone knows that the Rambam is coming from that world of Chitzonias, from that world that's of philosophy, not Nigla, and disconnected from Pnimis attire. Whereas the world of Taisvis, for example, the word Taisvis comes to the word Yosef. Right? So it's well known in the, by the Tzadikim that that um, the Rambam versus Tysus, for example, and this is Tysus Rid, Tysus is always coming from the world of Yosef Tzadik. It's very much Yosef Tzadik oriented. It says in Pasuk regarding Yosef that he was Ben Zakunim. He was the son of Yaakovina's old age. But Targum Unkelis doesn't translate Ben Zakunim as old age. Bar Chakim. That Yosef Tzadik was the one that Yaakov transmitted Chachmas Ha'emes, the true wisdom. It means Pnimis Atar. Yosef versus versus David. David, the Pasuk describes as halacha kemaisa b'chalmakim. David Melech means practical. David Melech is the king. David Melech takes care of the practical, of the, of the practicalities. Yosef Tzadik means the world of Chacham. Yosef Tzadik is in an inner place. He's completely unknown. The brothers can't even recognize him. He's b'chalal a mystery. Yosef Tzadik is all mystery. The Rambam is the soul of Mashiach ben David. The Rambam is connected to David and Melech. The Rambam in, gathers together all the halachas of Tarsh Baal Pen to one place, just like Mashiach ben David will gather Kalayis on Tarat Yisrael. The Rambam therefore is connected to what? To Pshat, to Nigla, to Halacha, Lamaisa. Lamaisa, Sriyaslamer is not Pesach. Sriyaslamer is not Yontif. It's somewhere in between. It's, it bridges Pesach and Shuas, but it's not Yontif itself. Therefore, according to the Rambam, the, fate, the base in his Sharsh Neshama, which is connected to Pshat, the Rambam says, you want to know what Sriyaslamer is? Sriyaslamer is not Yontif. Therefore, the Minchas Ha'imer, which is a Yontif brought on behalf of this time period, is not a Yontif carbon. But the Taisvis Rid, the Taisvis Rid, which is from the world of Taisvis, which is the world of Yaisvat Sadik, the world of mystery, the world that's hidden, the world that's, un, that's misunderstood. So because of that, the world of Yosef, the world of Taisvis, sees things from the world of Pneumius, and from the world of Pneumius, Sphere Slimer is Pesach. It's Mamish Pesach. It's the, 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 what was happened on Pesach is just being stretched over 49 days to re, re, reconstitute and to rebuild. From the world of Taisvis Rid, Avada, this is a Yantif, this is a carbon that's being brought on behalf of Sphere Slimer, Sphere Slimer is Yantif. Mamish is Ragon. It's the same thing. So therefore, it's considered to be a Yantif carbon, and it's divided amongst all the Kahanim, if they so the, choose. The, 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 the Lemaisa, the, the, I have no idea. Neither of them lived with the base of English. I don't know Lamaisa. I don't know. But Lamaisa is Machlagis Taisis written the Rambam. Allah Lamaisa, you know, I'll tell you something. The, um, the, uh, in the writings of the Grove, we find this that, that in Chazal, we know there's such a thing as Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. But what's interesting is, is that the Rambam, where he talks about the halachas of Mashiach, there's no mention of Mashiach ben Yosef. It's just one person, Mashiach ben David. 
So the Mekubalim says from the Vilna Gain, the Vilna Gain said that the whole Indian of there being a divide between Mashiach and Yosef one side, Mashiach and David on the other, that's Vaitar Galas Indian. That, that, that's those two Mashiachs in two different personalities, that's, that's getting us closer to Gula, but it's still Galas. What's ultimately Gula is that it's Mamash one. Mashiach and Yosef and Mashiach and David are Mamash one. And this is a little bit what we're doing right now, which is what? Explaining something in Nigla. Explaining a, a halacha in Nigla based on Pneumius, right? That itself is the between Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Pneumius, and Mashiach ben David, which is Nigla, bringing the two together. And so we should be Zaycha on Rishchidesh, which is a whole, the whole Yantar for Rishchidesh, is a, is a Yantar that we're celebrating as a reflection of what's going to be with Mashiach when Mashiach comes. So when Mashiach comes, we're going to realize that there's no divide between Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. And that's what we're trying to do right now. What does that mean in the base of Megdash by the Minchas Eimer? I have no idea. Well, that's the Sinedrin. They'll figure it out. I don't know. But Lumaisa, for us, it means that we have to believe that everything we're involved in, even though it might seem to us as Nigla, you should know it's mysterious. And everything that's mysterious and you don't understand, you should know at some point you will, and it's Nigla. That's the two, uh, the two worlds of Mashiach and Mashiach and Davish. We to experience that. Begula Shalim Vamitis Meir Vimenu Amin. Was there ever an issue of like a run on the bank? Of what? Of a 